Welcome to Community Concepts on localjobnetwork.com radio, where we discuss connection of jobs and the community. I'm your host, Azure Mahara, and today we're talking about making a difference and one example of an organization out there that have programs available in your community to help you make an impact. We have two in-studio guests today, Steve Bauer. Hello. And Nikatris Perkins. Yes, ma'am. From Public Allies. Welcome. So let's start off with the basics. Uh, what is Public Allies? Well, I, first off, thank you for having us on the show. Uh, yeah. This is really exciting to, to be able to reach all your, your listeners. Public Allies, we're a national network of nonprofit organizations focused on community improvement. Um, we are in 21 communities around the country. And sort of at our core belief, we believe that everyone leads, that uh, leadership is the action that all of us can take, not the position only a few can hold. And so we really focus on leadership development and trying to build organizations to make stronger communities. All right. And uh, what what is the, the mission of Public Allies and what does the name represent? Great. Uh, the mission of Public Allies is to advance new leadership to strengthen communities, nonprofits, and civic participation. But um, it's kind of a fancy way of saying uh, we are about, I think, developing leaders to improve the quality of nonprofits so that those organizations can have a bigger impact in their communities. A lot of people don't really understand the role of nonprofits in our in our society, but they are a vital uh, employment sector and, and economic engine uh, that clothes the needy, feeds the hungry, provides social services for millions of people across the country. Um, and our work is to help fuse leadership development with experiences in those organizations uh, to produce quality leaders and stronger stronger organizations that can serve more people. Is that kind of where the name came from? or? Technically, the name comes from, we were founded in 1992, and uh, our, one of our founders was was the, the whole notion of public enemy. When public enemy was big back in the early 90s, mm-hmm. she's like, well, what if we turned all these public enemies into public allies, individuals, young leaders that really saw that they had a sense of responsibility to their community to help improve it and, and, and make it better. And so that's kind of the, the technical way that the, the name came about. Uh, but again, it's really all about accepting responsibility for, for strengthening communities and, and how everybody can take action in that by, by helping out a little bit each day or also developing their leadership skills to be to be stronger in the community. Yeah, and I completely agree. I mean, you know, sometimes looking at the bigger picture, it's, it's hard to think that what you can do can make mm-hmm. any bit of difference. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any statistics that measure the effect mm-hmm. of, um, you know, your programs on a local or a national level in, in the communities? Definitely. We uh, we, do, we do pretty extensive surveys with all the organizations that we touch, as well as all the individuals that come through our program each year. And these are just national statistics across all of our 21 sites. 92% of the organizations that, that host our allies, and we'll talk about what allies are in just a few minutes, um, but that engage with us around our ally program uh, report that they agree or strongly agree that they received a substantial uh, return on investment. So um, they're engaging our uh, the young people in our program to strengthen their organizations, and they see a lot of value in it. Like that, uh, and again, 97% of those organizations said that the allies, the young people, our young people that they had in their organizations, helped increase their their ability to do the good work, to develop their capacity to do good. And 83%, this, I mean, we're, we're, we're pretty proud of this, 83% of those organizations say that the practices that we have around recruitment, placement, and training uh, are, are a best practice in the nonprofit sector. So we're really excited um, about that. That's the organizational impact, but we've also got the personal impact. What does the program really mean for the individuals that are going through the program? 91% of the allies or the young people that go through our program uh, say that public allies has influenced their career path. 
that they want to go on and make sure that the work that they're doing does good for the, the community. Um, 92% of the allies report uh, that they feel well prepared for their future in education or nonprofit work because of their experience with public allies. And then also 97 percent of the allies that come through the program uh, report a better understanding of the organizations and resources in their community. So we're not only helping young people discover themselves as leaders, but we're also exposing them to uh, the, the rich tapestry of nonprofit organizations, resources, leadership, and other uh, resources in the community to enable them to be more effective at what they want to do long term. Okay. So your participants, um, obviously I see you guys focus a lot on, on the leadership skills and just kind of developing them. And, and it's really neat to hear that that develops into a career. Um, mm-hmm. What do you know? As, do you refer to them as your allies? Yeah, we do. And, and I'll, I'll turn it over to Nikatris here in just one second. And she can really talk more about specifically what's going on here in Milwaukee. Um, but the young people that we attract into the program, uh, we call them allies. And then they serve for a 10-month stint of service, if you will, where they work full-time in a nonprofit organization gathering uh, skills around um, nonprofit management, uh, volunteer management, board development, a number of those hard skills. Uh, But then they also go through an intensive leadership development curriculum as well that really helps them learn about who they are as a leader, what does it mean to be a leader in their community, how do they fit into their community, how do they work with others to to achieve their goals. And then the third part of the program is uh, is what we call a team service project, where we, we put groups of allies together, and they, over the course of their term of service, it's a 10-month term of service from fall to to spring or to summer, they work on a specific uh, service project here uh, in their community that is sustainable, that it benefits a community. Nikatris can probably give some some more specific examples of what's going on here in Milwaukee. Um, But it's those three components, the the nonprofit apprenticeship, the leadership development program, and the team service project that sort of comprise the ally experience. And Nikatris, I don't know if you want to add a little more flavor, Milwaukee flavor, uh, (laughs) to that that description. I think in most programs, the three tiers are the biggest part, and then the underlying is the consistent support. So coaching and mentoring from a program manager. So for some allies, they might meet with their program manager once a week, once a month, um, at least once a quarter, kind of talking about their personal development and how it directly applies to their placement and what that looks like as they grow as leaders and impact the community through their work during the 10 months. I want to take a step back here. Um, Who would be a good candidate or participant to become an ally? I think that's really, really loose. So... (laughs) And very basically, somebody who's really interested in nonprofit leadership and civic engagement, I wouldn't say if you wouldn't. At the same time, I talk to young people, I always say when people don't think of nonprofits, all the inner workings of them. So traditionally, when you think I want to go into healthcare, you don't think of nonprofit. But there mm-hmm. are so many ways to be involved in healthcare and nonprofit when there's free clinic. I mean, there's just so many ways in addition to human resources and credit unions. So non-traditionally, there are some people who think that they wouldn't fit into nonprofit leadership, but really do. And so to learn the in and out of that, and there's people who are really want to do grassroots on the ground door to door, and that works for them as well. So someone who really wants to make an impact in their community and doesn't necessarily know how their passion fits in what it looks like to work in nonprofit in the nonprofit sector, I think is probably the best fit. So um, is there any age requirements or, I mean, obviously you said that it can be on any level of interest. So it doesn't, I mean, you guys will find a fit, it seems, mm-hmm. no matter what your interest is, medical field, marketing, you know, that kind of thing. But is, you know, is, is it better for somebody that maybe is single, doesn't have children or younger or, you know, is there any? Um, as far as 
who is parents and students and all of that, we really pride ourselves as a, a network mm-hmm. being a really diverse population. So there's um, currently 32 allies in Milwaukee. There's parents. There's people who just have a high school diploma. There's racially diverse. Um, sexual identity is diverse. Gender is diverse. It really job. Some people have never had a job. Some people have started master's degree and thought about it, but then like maybe I should try something else. So it really is a we run a large gamut of people who are coming to allies, but they all have a similar focus that they really want to make an impact in Milwaukee daily and want to make sure that their jobs have a consistent touch to what the community needs and on the pulse of what it needs at the moment. And right. we're talking about Milwaukee, but this, I mean, you're kind of speaking for the the local levels of, mm-hmm. of all the different locations. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, you know, you had said that um, kind of on a day-to-day basis, so that would this be more full-time? So if somebody, you know, like myself that works full-time, would that not possibly be a good fit? Or is there still a way to, to get somebody in there even if they wanted to do it part-time? It's definitely full-time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about, um, if you just do the math, period, because it's 1,700 hours over the 10 months. It's, so that equals 42.5 hours a week, basically. Mm-hmm. But when you take into consideration holidays, and we definitely are in program during like winter when Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that stuff happens like back to back. And so some organizations are closed or we yep. live, personally, we're in Milwaukee. So a snowstorm, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you never know. And you still need to get those 70, 1,700 hours in. Okay. Um, so it's definitely full time. I do know some of our allies. There are some allies that do have part time night jobs. There are some allies who do go to school on weekends and at nights. So I think that's kind of a personal um, situation. What you want to take on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in taking that on, understanding that. We, are, we can't sacrifice the 1,700 hours. That mm-hmm. is a um, national mandate from AmeriCorps. It's an AmeriCorps program. So the 1,700 hours has to happen for you to complete the program. So in some instances, people might go, oh, you know, I kind of didn't do this. Or, you know, when you're trying to make right. flex- things flexible in your life, the public allies piece can't really be flexible around the amount of time you spend. I think the, the biggest thing around it is it's an intense program, but that's also its strength. You know, you're working in an organization, you're going through this leadership development experience, you're working with your other allies on a team service project, you're working in diverse groups and diverse networks, but it's intense for a reason. That's where the learning happens. Uh, we were fortunate, uh, didn't know it back then, but but we're pretty excited about it now, but actually Michelle Obama started our Chicago Oh. office uh, back in the early 90s. And and uh, she just recently, just a year or two ago, stated that, you know, she really appreciated her time with public allies. But the reason was going back to the diversity. That's where the magic happens when you bring people from such different and diverse backgrounds coming to work together on a common cause. So it is intense, but we're, we're looking for people that are open to, to learning and open, you know, open to reflecting on who they are as a leader to grow. Um, uh, we don't want folks that are coming in hard-headed and, and not wanting to learn. Right, which would make sense. How long do you have to complete the the time requirement? The program's ten months. Um, there are always there's sometimes extenuating circumstances that just based on um, the national model that we are able to, if we had to, because of health reasons or something, there's some type of emergency, we can give you extra time. But our goal is for you to come at the beginning of the mm-hmm. 10 months and to graduate as a class. And even speaking in that, like you're going to get the most out of the program if you can give your all to the program. Mm-hmm. So. I think that not that everybody gets something out of it, but the people who decide that allies is what I'm going to do for 10 months, it's not necessarily a break <laughs> in your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's an intense 10 months. And if mm-hmm. you, the more you give 
to it. And the more you put time into learning all the different avenues you have and all the different networks you're have, you have access to, the more you'll get out of the program or feel you get out of the program at the end. Um, do you get any compensation for the program at all? Absolutely. Um, you get a stipend. for um, The stipends vary throughout the network mm-hmm. based on where you live. For Milwaukee, you get $1,600 a month. Okay. And you also get dental, dental health, and child care. Oh, wow. And then in addition to that, because we are a part of the AmeriCorps sort of national service movement, the, the individuals that are in our program are AmeriCorps members, and so they're able to benefit from being an AmeriCorps member, and that includes uh, loan student loan deferment. So if you have current student loans, they get deferred while you're, at, while you're an AmeriCorps member, so you're not paying those. You can if you want, but you're not being charged interest or anything like that while you're in the program. You also get the educational award upon successful completion of about $5,500 mm-hmm. to put towards student loans or um, uh, further education. Um, and like uh, Nakatra said, there, there's insurance and, and pay benefits as well, too. It's not going to make you rich, but it, it, it is something that it'll keep you. It'll keep you going, right. and and you know we're we're looking for people that are, are doing it because they want to do it, not looking at it because they can get insurance out right. of it. I mean, we're, we'll weed those folks out. Um, but we also realize that to be able to allow you know the diversity of folks that we want to have in the program, that we we need to provide some some a level of compensation. So we're pretty we're pretty proud of the fact that we can. Now, do the participants, or your allies, do they have to? Obviously, I'm, I'm guessing that they have to apply and then get qualified how does that process work applications are currently being accepted <laughs> uh, no, we uh, uh, we are in the midst of application season for next year and so each site across the country and the Cotras can speak a little bit to what Milwaukee's process is each site will generally take applications between sort of January and June with some variation um, and then the program um, if they're accepted the program will start in September or October and go through June of the following year I don't know if Nakatras you want to say specifically about your application process absolutely so so our application Milwaukee is due May 1st, so get those applications in. <laughs> Everything's online, so you can learn about the program. You can see where we work. You can look specifically at each site and what they do and then apply or ask questions. Like you can easily email anybody on staff and ask more specific questions or see where we have info sessions coming up. Um, after we get after May 1st, we'll interview um, probably about one-half to two-thirds of the applicants in one-on-one and group interviews. We go from that to a finalist pool. And our finalist pool meet with our partners. So in a very overarching, very general way, let's say that there were, this is not real numbers, <laughs> let's say <laughs> that there were 100 finalists, which there, these are not real numbers, they're easy right. for me to add up in my head. <laughs> let's say there were 100 finalists, there might be 75 partners. And so you're kind of meeting with partners and now you're interviewing with organizations that want to get to know you and see if you're a match for for who they are and a match for what they're really willing to pour in. Like there's some people who come in like, I really want to learn a a lot about what it means to be on the ground, what it means to figure out how to serve volunteers and build a volunteer network for an organization. Some organizations don't need that. Others do. So trying to find a match that's going to make the most sense for you for the you spend a lot of time there. Who's going to get the? Who are you going to get the most out of, and who you're going to be able to give the most to in that time? And from that um, situation, we come up with our matches, and that's how we get our class. So, is there any tips that you have for anybody that really wants to to get through the approval process, or anything that they can do for their application that can just kind of give them a a, a foot in the door or 
a kind of a, a head up in the competition? There's a couple of things. One, I would really suggest, if possible, to come to information sessions. Mm-hmm. So when you're on the website and you click on where we work, you'll see Milwaukee, and we I constantly update the info sessions we have coming up. So like, there's one one more this week. There's one next week, and usually they're in the evenings. I have a couple in the afternoons, but it gives you a chance for me to explain the program from beginning to end, and you ask every question under the sun that you want to, and um, also to kind of put a face and be able to feel more personal about the program. The application really is just telling the truth about why you love the city, why you love public service, what you want to do. For some applications, it really says, I have absolutely no idea what I want to do, but I want to help. And for some applications, that's what gets you through to the interview because you want to help and you're not really sure how to pinpoint it, and public allies can really help you figure that out. Or you know exactly what you want to do and you haven't been able to get into the door. Public allies can help you figure that out. So I think that understanding what the program is is probably the biggest hint of what it can do. Or typically, the, a lot of people who don't necessarily get through are people who are, it's clear through their application that they're looking for a job. And though we provide employment and a stipend, we're, you know, it's a program that has mm-hmm. more than that. So because of that, people who are like, I want to work nine to five, go home. I will see you all tomorrow. It's not necessarily a fit for them over the 10 months. At some point, they feel like this is not what I signed mm-hmm. up for. Right. So the more you know about the program, the more likely you are, I feel like, to get through Don't the final round. Don't bite off more than you can yeah. chew kind of thing. I think, I think <laughs> the other thing, and Nakatra's kind of uh, spoke to this, but a, a true level of authenticity in the way you're interacting with the site, but also through your application. The program itself is designed to be um, the leadership development perspective is, is is really designed to be a reflective experience on your own and who you are and how you are as a leader. Um, so people that are more in touch and, and more comfortable with who they are and, and able to be more authentic with the way that they carry out their actions and the way that they interact with people, I think, are better suited for this work than, than those who are still sort of struggling with that. Although I, I, I don't want to take away from the, the developmental aspect of the program, too. We really want to try to meet people with where they are, uh, but we're looking for people that just have passion and, and, and an interest in, in learning and improving their communities. So if, you know, I'm just trying to make sure that I understand everything and um, maybe the li- for the listeners as well, um, if you have somebody that just graduated high school and and is still trying to find kind of what they want to go into, but they know they want to make a difference in the community. Um, you have a college student that maybe just needs to take some time off because they don't they don't know if that's exactly what they want to go mm-hmm. into. Um, would it be you know the same for um, somebody that would maybe decided this is I graduated from college, this was my career. I don't I think I want to do something different and really make an impact in my community rather than doing XYZ. Are those all good fits for the program? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're definitely, we're, you know, as long as you're at least 17 years old and have a high school diploma or GED, that's and a citizen of the United States. Those are really the only bare minimums that, that we have for the program. So we've, uh, like Nikotris was saying, and just in the class here in Milwaukee, we've got everybody from uh, from folks with a GED. We've had folks that are PhD candidates in the program before, um, employed, unemployed, all races, all ethnicities, all sexual preferences, um, ex-felons. I mean, they're, 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 we, we, we really try to take everybody in that want to have an impact on their community and, 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 and give something back and prepare for a career in this work. Like I said, the vast majority of the people that come to the program, you know, are on a trajectory for a career in community engagement. So it's, uh, whether that's through continued education or continued employment, these are folks that, that want to spend their lives um, working in the community and doing the, doing the good work, I, <laughs> I, I think. 
So dedication yeah. mm-hmm. seems to be the main the main requirement. Now, it, it seems like, does everyone, do you stay local when you volunteer or join the program, yeah, I should say? Well, I would say usually. Some people, when you apply, you can choose three sites out of the 21 sites in the network. Most people choose a site, in my, my experience, choose the site where they live mm-hmm. first okay. and then maybe two more. Um, but there are some people who really want to get to another city, and so they choose another city. Once you're in the program, you're in the city where your yeah. program is. So if you apply to Milwaukee, you get into Milwaukee, you're going to stay in Milwaukee. Milwaukee for the 10-month program. So if if somebody wanted to apply to Milwaukee, for example, but they lived in, let's say, Ohio, mm-hmm. would they need to move to Milwaukee before the program started mm-hmm. and yeah. have everything set yes. up? Yeah. Okay. When do you guys do the approval process? When do they know that they would re- be in the program? So... When they're long distances, it's a little, we understand that. So right. we do some things over the phone. We try to, you know, if you're getting into the finalist point, it's like, we're not going to tell you, you're a finalist. We'll let you know in a couple of weeks if you make it, and then we'll expect you to be here in 30 days. So we try our best to make, you know, some room for the fact that you're a finalist. We're going to match you. We know you're going to find a match. We'll look for a partner for you so mm-hmm. you can start the process of moving. Um, traditionally, already living in Milwaukee, knowing that the process usually moves like, Applications due May 1st. Interviews are in June. July will be when you know you're a finalist. August will be when you meet with partners. And then October, well, September 30th will be the first day of um, the next program year. The the vast majority of the folks who are the allies that are in the program are from the communities in which they serve. And that's one of the things we kind of pride ourselves nationally is developing homegrown leaders. It's one of the core values of our organization is a focus on being asset-based, meaning that um, we believe in working with the assets that a community has and helping to to develop those assets as opposed to parachuting in other people into into that community. We we wanted we want communities to be stronger and be strengthened by developing their leadership capacity. Uh, and so the vast majority of the allies are in the communities that, that they live on live in, but that doesn't mean that some don't apply to other sites. If you make it into the program, we believe that you can finish the program and we're gonna try to do what we can to coach you through or put you through specific performance management stuff. Yeah, yeah, we've we've got a lot of systems in place to to, to help the, the program be successful. That being said, sometimes it's not a fit. We're not going to say we're the perfect organization for everybody, and, and we do lose some people from time to time. Oh, well, I mean, all in all, it sounds like an amazing opportunity mm-hmm. um, just to help out the community and take steps to to improve, if, if not going into the, your career, you know, to improve your knowledge and your leadership skills. Um, just to wrap up real quick, do you guys have any success stories that you want to, of the success somebody had from going through your program or um, how it helped them find a career, or maybe how they developed a career from the program. Oh, I, I, I pulled a list uh, just quickly of some folks that were engaged with alumni of the program. Rafael Gonzalez, who was a, an ally back in 1994, he's now the director of community relations for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Hmm. Um, you know, and, uh, Carson Henry, who was a, uh, an ally of ours who graduated in 2006 from our Delaware site, he's now the executive director of the YMCA of Metro Washington, D.C. Jose Rico, who was a Chicago grad back in 94, probably, you know, around the time of uh, we talked about before, Michelle Obama, he's now the executive director of the White House initiative on educational ex- uh, excellence for Hispanics. So our, our, our alumni really do some amazing things. Um, and a lot of them credit the, the, the program for helping them sort of initially craft their, their career trajectory and, uh, and, and help them hone their leadership development skills to, to, to get to where they currently are. And uh, 
you have specific Milwaukee folks? Oh, yeah, there's absolutely. The uh, director of Lead to Change, um, Deanne Shaw, was a, a Milwaukee alumni. I'm a Milwaukee alumni. Yeah, and I came straight out of high school. So I, I'm, I interviewed for Public Allies with my graduation gown in hand. Like, they just <laughs> let us out of school um, and just helped you. And there's and, and people in my class who have really learned a lot about themselves. We didn't really talk a lot about the training and learning program necessarily, but that's that third piece that you really are able to understand some of the intricacies of what's happening in the city, whether it's diversity or the lack thereof, or you get $1,600 and you can live off of that if you learn how to, you learn how to budget I 20. Can. Yeah, <laughs> you learn how to budget 20, you learn how to budget a million. So the, some of that leadership programming that really speaks to people individually and allows them to build lives and careers no matter which way they kind of turn, I think that will probably be the biggest success story. I don't think everybody, though a lot of alumni definitely are, are in great places of influence and access. There's some who middle management is where they were wanted to go or they wanted to stay in direct service and they're doing amazing jobs mm-hmm. in directing programs and amazing jobs of creating programs on a ground level for everything from young people to senior citizens. I think one of the other things kind of attaching itself to that is not only do we graduate, you know, great people from the program who will go on and do great things, but we also stay connected with our alumni. Um, We just recently started up an alumni initiative where we're bringing together uh, alumni from all over the country to work on issue-specific issues where we're actually providing funding and uh, to those those smaller alumni circles to develop projects, programs, things like that. So it's it's not just a a 10-month program. Um, And I could I should say, too, that you can do up to two years of AmeriCorps service. You could do that. You could do the program for two back to back 10 month services. Um, But we're also with you after you graduate to stay connected and and offer support, career connections, you know, and, and just bigger thinking about community impact as well. Well, thank you both for coming in today. And um, for the listeners out there, I know that you guys didn't even go over half the list that uh, I know I saw Steve had in front of him are all the the examples of success stories out there. So definitely get in touch with Public Allies. Do you guys want to give out the contact information, the website? Sure, sure. Uh, You can definitely contact us at publicallies.org if you're specifically interested in learning a little bit more about the the Ally program and how to apply if you go to publicallies.org slash apply. Um, We've also got a book out there that sort of talks about our philosophy on leadership called Everyone Leads, written by our, our current CEO, national CEO, Paul Schmitz. Uh, and you can check out that book at everyoneleads.org. Definitely reach out to a local public allies site. Uh, Nikatris is here in Milwaukee, and she will take all your calls. <laughs> um, uh, but if you're in another community, definitely check out our website, see where we are, and contact those staff members to learn more about the programming going on at that individual site. And then you can definitely follow us. We're all over Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, and LinkedIn. So just Excellent. do a search for us. You, you, you will not, uh, you will not be, make it hard to find us. Yes, absolutely. I was just saying before, just simple Google search, mm-hmm. you can find them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much to Katris and Steve for coming in today, again from Public Allies. And listeners, if you have any ideas for future topics on community concepts, please email me at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. I'm Azure Mahara with localjobnetwork.com radio. Thanks for listening. <laughs>